This is something I have been training for. It has all been leading up to this forever. moment. Forever. <laughs> this is my moment to finally do this. I gotta say, I'm excited. I was talking about my moment, not your moment. Oh. Yeah, I mean, there's that it's part It's both of, it. of our separate moments, I think. It's kind of two different moments, but what I'm saying <laughs> is, I've been preparing for this, for this role my entire life. Oh, dear God. The entire run of Fun Employment Radio has, has been leading to this Has moment. been leading to me finally fulfilling my true mission. Hello, everyone. This is Fun Employment Radio. I'm Greg Nibbler here with Sarah Stillen. Thank you so much for tuning in today, wherever and however you listen. We do appreciate it. Of course, we are live here five days a week on the Fun Employment Radio Network and then available via podcast all over the internet where podcasts can be found. Thank you for finding us. <laughs> that sounded so like you like kind of slowed down there. I changed it up a little bit. Podcast can be found. Um, and we do appreciate it. Of course, go to funemploymentradio.com. Click on the Amazon link. If you're going to be ba- buying anything off of uh, the Amazons, just go to funemploymentradio.com first. We appreciate that. Ooh. On whatever device device you are on. Okay. I, we got to get through that part because there is something very exciting that's going to be happening today. Correct. And I don't even know where to begin explaining this. I think maybe, Sarah, maybe you should you should start this off. Okay. Well, about a year and a half ago, I decided to delve into the world oh, of going with that, real estate. That far. Okay. All right. Yes. No, this is seriously like what it's led up to. I have been obsessed with this place. For, we need to explain what this is, though. I am going to. I'm building up. Okay. This is a buildup. Okay. Like, we don't need to give everything at the beginning. So, if you live here in Portland, Oregon. Oregon. Then you probably know this house to which I am going to be referring. So, since I've moved here, since I've lived here, I have always been obsessed with this beautiful mansion that is in southeast Portland. And if you live here, you know exactly which one I'm talking about. So, if you are going east over the Ross Island Bridge, it's that giant mansion that's right to the right of it as you get onto Powell as you head into southeast Portland. So, it's like right to the right. It's this beautiful, huge, like, castle-like building. It used to be, like, yellow. Now it's painted blue. It was yellow for years. Yeah. And if you've lived here for any amount of time, anyone knows what building, what house this is. And I have It's called uh, the Polson House. The Polson House. Yes. P-O-U-L-S-E-N. The Polson House. So if you want to look that up, wherever you are, you can see it's the Johan Polson House. It's a three-story American Queen Anne-style mansion. In Portland, Oregon's Brooklyn neighborhood. It was built in 1891. Yes. 1891. Um, oh, wow. There's some interesting facts about this. Oh, tell me about it. Tell okay, me about did you know the home was uh, bought by the Donut King, A.A. A. Hoover, in 1919 and became known as the King's Castle or the King's Palace? What? Because he was the Donut King. I don't, know, I, I don't know whether he just had a run of donuts or why he was called the Donut King. But, but yeah. I, I do need to know why he was called the Donut King. I don't know. I don't have that information. I'm going to have to look that up to figure out A.A. A. Hoover. Um, so, so yeah, A.A. A. Hoover owned it, the Donut King of Portland. A.A. Um, <laughs> a. A. Hoover, the Donut King The Donut King. <laughs> that's awesome. It's got a turret on it that's about approximately 50 feet. Uh, it's got a bedroom on the first floor for a servant. It contains two lead Glass Oriel windows, it a palladium. Has eight bedrooms and three bathrooms. It's, it's almost 5,000 square feet. Wow. Uh, it's on the National Register of Historic Places. Um, it was a known, it was purchased as a home for Prospect, a Portland Communications Design, Government Relations, and Digital Media Agency. So they had it for a while. Uh, and uh, But yeah, originally built by Johann Polson, who was uh, born in Germany. Let's see, came to Iowa in 1870, moved to Portland in 1875. How was he rich? Oh, he owned part of the North Pacific Lumber Company and... Oh, he was a lumber tycoon. Lamb Steam Sawmill Company. So he's a timber baron. 
And that's how he that's how he bought this place or built this place. So this this mansion is it is famous. Like if you're in Portland, when you when you cross that specific bridge, the Ross Island Bridge, you can't you can't miss it. I mean, it's it right was there. one of the first buildings but, that that was one of the first houses I was obsessed with when I would um for my first radio job when I worked at Hot Talk Ten Eighty K O T K. I would go across the Ross Island Bridge to go to the studio that's now long gone. But I would every time when I would head back across the Ross Island Bridge, I would always stare at that at that place and look like and think like, what does it look like on the inside? Yeah. And you know what? 20 years later, I am going to find out. I get to go and see inside of it. And because I'm awesome, Greg, I'm bringing Greg with me. Because you have to. (laughs) You need me to make this work for this dream. This is what I have been working up to. So it's for sale. Thing is, when you're doing that, you have to have a client. You can't just be like, oh, I want to go check something out. Uh, That's incorrect because you can also check things for a client. Yes, but I mean, in this instance, don't you have to have a client? Well, yes. Well, you're good at this. Yeah. Uh, so, <laughs> well, no, I don't want to get myself in trouble. I mean, yes, you have to have a client, but also you can be checking it out and also like advertising it. Like, for example, we're talking about it right now. So people know that it's for sale. And if you have $1.75 million, I would love to show it to you, too. <laughs> uh, well, okay. What I was trying to get at was the fact that we were going to be going to see this thing yes. and because there's going to be a real estate agent possibly there and that you're going to be the person I'm showing it to. Yeah. Um, well that, and that's the thing. That's why that's the whole point of all of this. Yes. So with that, uh, I, uh, this is my chance to finally play a Baron. Now, are you going to be bringing back a special kind of Baron? Well, one this, that we have visited before. Here's the thing. Somebody who's going to be purchasing this is going to need to obviously have quite a bit of funds. And I think that with that, I think that obviously a tycoon is going to be in order. You know, you can have a gold tycoon, you have a timber tycoon. But the way that I was looking at this is it's got to be something that's definitely old money. And it's got to be somebody who's clearly well established. Because if you're going to go into something like this where, you know, it's 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 a... Heritage house. You need a heritage. Co- well, it no, is a heritage house. That, but I would say that it's got to be somebody who is <laughs> an established you know, person who understands the ways of of high society. And I think obviously the way to do that, the way to really sell this to this uh, potential real estate agent, mm-hmm. is that what I would need to be is a railroad baron. And yeah. I think that Larry Omtrock... It is very close to a railroad. ...would be the perfect person that you should be showing this house to because you come in with a name like Omtrock and they'll probably sit there and say, wait, do you mean Amtrak? And obviously that's the American like, pronunciation. No, that is a mispronunciation. It's actually the, uh, the it's traditional European pronunciation is Omtrock. And uh, it's from a long line of Omtroks, but, you know, Americans have, have uh, changed the pronunciation over the years. But nonetheless, Larry Omtrock, heir to the Omtrock fortune... Uh, if he were to show up there, obviously that would be somebody to be taken seriously because there's no way that you could possibly, you know, dispute that. Because I think even if you drop that name and say, oh, yeah. actually, I'm not supposed to say who the client is, but I believe it's, let's just say uh, you've probably ridden on one of their trains before. And so that way. It rhymes with Domtrock. Yes. Say something like that. Yes. And then the fact that Larry Omtrock shows up, they're going to give us all the bells and whistles. We'll get, to, you know, they'll probably invite us to a, like a dinner or something because they'll start Ooh. getting wooed. And that's the whole goal here is to get wooed, you know, to try to buy this thing. 
And then they'll show us around, and then we'll be like, oh, well, actually, we don't show this to the normal clients, but we've got uh, another room in the basement, actually, that's uh, <laughs> It's our motor door. room in the basement. It's our, uh, no, it's where their eyes wide shut. All right, Greg, if but, you're going to look the part, what are you going to wear? Because you can you can talk the talk, but can you walk the Well, walk? here's the big, good thing about Larry Omtrock being a railroad baron, is that um, it's with old money, you can be eccentric. So it's like, I don't have to necessarily look that way. No, I'm going to dress up. For this, what but I can be wear? a little bit. Uh, I'm going to be a little bit like aloof because I'm wearing. I want to be an aloof bear. I'm, I'm like I dressed up for this. Yes, I can see. And I'm and fancy today. You are fancy today, but mm-hmm. see, as as a baron, you can be a little bit aloof. And so I think that are you going to wear loafers? I figure a baron no, wears loafers sneakers. with no socks. No, barons wear sneakers. What like Jerry sneakers Seinfeld? With a like suit. White like white sneakers. Probably. I don't know. I think that's what they do. Like you know, Steve because they're Jobs whimsical. Because they're like comfortable. Because they don't, don't have to rich conform. guys wear like those like leather shoes that go like really long, like way past. Oh their yeah, toes. they're super pointy. Those are really to make weird. their feet look really big. Yeah, they go like four inches past their toes. Why yeah, do those they are do pretty that? long. I don't know. I've tried those on before. It doesn't make any sense to me because there's just like empty space there, and then you trip over things. Yeah, I'm not quite sure why they do that's that. It's kind of like clown shoes. Yeah, yeah. But that's what they wear. So maybe I do need to get a pair of those. That uh, I think a monocle. Could be you possible. always go with a monocle. Uh, because a monocle signifies high society. I believe, like, uh, when I think high society, I think top hat. A top hat would be good. Do I have a top hat? Do you have here? a top hat? I used to have a top hat. You or did. Or a cowboy hat. Because mm. a cowboy hat, that also says, like, hey, you know, I've seen a few things. I'm not, I don't conform but to all you city folk, hat, but I am But if you have a cowboy hat, then you have to have the uh. buckle and the boots. Mm. I feel like you yeah, have to have everything Yeah, that's more of a, like a cattle baron. Kind of look. Yeah. I'm going for a sophisticated railroad baron look. Yeah, okay. So I don't think that would work on that. But the thing is, you also have to build up the backstory. And this is where I was thinking the backstory could work really well. Because obviously, the reason Larry Omtrock wants this house. Because a man of his means could have any house he wanted. Any house he desired. Any house he wanted. But the reason he wants this one is because of where it's located. And this is where you would really sell the story. This is where we sell and we get our ticket to high society because you mentioned the Ross Island Bridge. There's also Ross Island, which is right there. The Ross family is like a prominent family in Portland. They own like a, I don't know, a bunch of stuff's named after them. But what if the Omtroks and the Rosses have an old feud that goes back a long time? And this is Larry Omtrok's way of getting back at those Rosses because of the fact that they wouldn't allow my trains trespass across their precious island well now i will lord over their island in this mansion as i stare down upon them with contempt see and then when that goes then obviously this makes more sense larry omtrock's doing this out of spite it's a spite buy which is even more believable that does actually sound pretty believable it does because that's what rich people do right don't they like spite like they spite buy things uh yeah I don't yeah, think so. Totally. Like you go to an auction because and you it's like based on ridiculous. Bid somebody because you just don't like them and you don't even want the thing, but yeah. you just are spending ridiculous amounts of money on. That's it. what rich people do. Yeah, they go to auctions and they buy like yeah dumb things, you know, like a I don't know, just stupid things that just cost yeah a ton of money because they want to spite the other rich person. Mm-hmm. Well, this puts up this the Omtroks and the Rosses because the the Rosses would not allow me to build would not allow my family to build our railroad bridge across their precious little island. Well, now I. I will loom over it. So that's what um, that's what I'm saying is probably going to be the best way to do this. Oh, I I would imagine. So with that, I'm going to have to have you. You're going to have to play the part as well. Like you're going to have to be. Oh, like, I have a clipboard. I'm uh-huh. I'm going for it. Uh, I yes, wore, Mr. Omtrock. I wore like fancy shoes today. Mm-hmm. 
But you have to call me Mr. Omtrock. Hello, Mr. Om. I'm going to put on like makeup. Uh huh. I haven't done it yet, but yes, eventually I'm going to put that on. Yes, to make it look like okay. more professional. All right. What, what else should I-, I wear? What else sells oh, this? What are some hat. things that I should say to make sure that we sell this correctly? Um, just because obviously the whole thing you is you get tickets to the high society. I think you should be aloof. Because, Wander like, off and yeah, because it's like something you know where it's just kind of like it's pennies to you. Yes, uh-huh. like one point seven five million, nothing. Yeah, nothing. How many take horses it, does the living take room hold? Take it or hold? leave it. Take it or leave you know it. random things like that, like random oh, yeah. statements. Okay, how many bathrooms does this does this building have? How many bathrooms does it have? Uh, three. I would like at least six for <laughs> establishments that I live in. I have keep various guests at various times, certain lady friends that fly in and out, and I would like to make sure that there is enough enough commodes for everybody to be uh, handled for. Uh, so, let's see. Oh, the third floor was originally go, hmm. a giant ballroom. Oh, yes. Ooh, I do indeed exciting. enjoy a good ballroom dance, a little salsa or... Oh, mango is mango a dance? I don't think that is. Man- are you talking about tango? Tango? There's tango. <laughs> I'm gonna tango a bit. I'm gonna salsa some, you know, as I do have my entertainments that I do enjoy. And uh I would like to know how discreet is this location? Will <laughs> I mean literally hundreds of thousands of people drive by the every house day. every day. Uh Okay, and then, so I've got that. I've always like, wondered, like, is if there a could, helicopter pad? What I'm really curious about too is, like, if you can hear the traffic from the house. Haven't oh, you I always you wondered that? Never have w- ever wondered that until right now. But I've always wondered that. I'm sure you can. You're right next to like you know a freeway the, and a bridge. Do you know that the turret is 50 feet tall. Yes, actually, I do. Mm-hmm. I do know that. We uh, need to go and stand on the turret today. Yes. <sighs> See, Tony says you should go mm, a lot and mumble to yourself and commit to nothing. That's true, because I want them to try to woo. We, the whole goal is to get wooed. So it's like, well, you know, I don't know what that other mansion we were looking at. Uh, what is it, the Pinnock mansion? To, you don't know. You don't reference them as mansions. They're just houses to you. Oh, that other little building we yeah, were looking at. Yeah, that tiny little house. That other one, what was it? It was a little bit bigger than this one. Yeah, but boy, these are small. How do you even live here? I mean, definitely I wouldn't be able to hold all of my, my treasures, but uh, certainly... This, uh, you know, this could work for maybe a maybe a night or two, a year. It's probably as much time as I'll be spending here. A little vacation rental. Yes, but at least it will spite those Rosses. And then Gil will go off on that. That'd be perfect. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, yeah, I think this is. I think this could work out. You know, I mean, and this could get you in without. Once I get in with the billionaires, you know, and the other millionaires in high society, then you can start making actual clients out of them. See, I want somebody I know to get this because you know what? Because actually, part of it's zoned for commercial. And if somebody that we knew bought it, then we could totally like have our studio in there. Wouldn't that be awesome? That would be pretty cool. <laughs> that would be so cool. Live from the Pulse. How much Mansion. is the thing? Uh, one point seven five. It was appraised for one point nine. Huh. So it's a steal. Yeah. What's, what is that? Uh, what's a mortgage payment on $1.75 million? Uh, well, the taxes are uh, 16000 a year. Jesus. <laughs> wow. Okay. Um, yep, that, those so numbers pennies, work out. Pennies. So, yeah, I think this is obviously something that, uh, you know, that could work out pretty well. I work myself in there. Maybe there's some kind of a deal. I get some funding. Maybe I can buy this thing once I start hanging out with the other, you know, millionaires. And that's what I'm 
that's really what we what so it you just need to find to. people who have last names that are like streets in Portland, and then you know that you're around your people. Well, everybody knows Omtrak. Yeah, like find a Stark or a oh, Hawthorne or a Morrison. Larry Omtrak. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. I need other people to be talking about Larry Omtrak. How they saw Larry Omtrak and oh, he was a very. Oh, I heard that Larry was looking at. Oh, he's a very dapper man. I, I've seen him before. Very generous with his uh, time and wealth. You know, dashing. That's what a lot of people oh God, have described. Of course you want to be dashing. <laughs> That's so weird. <laughs> He's beastly but approachable. I feel like you would like go into a room and like talk about yourself and be like, Hey, did you hear about that Larry Armstrong? Larry Armstrong. I heard he's very dashing. I heard Larry Armstrong's <laughs> going to be down here today. Uh, yeah. I heard he has a lot of money. Yeah. Oh, his hair just keeps getting thicker. <laughs> I'm not going to talk about Larry Armstrong's hair. Wow, how does he just get better looking as he gets older? Boy, he sure is a handsome man. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Yeah, I could see you doing that. Uh Uh-huh. All right. Uh, A mortgage for a $1.75 million house would be, if you got a really good rate, $4,500 a month. That's actually less than I thought. That's actually not that bad. That can't be right. With a down payment of two hundred twenty-seven thousand. No. I mean, if you just looked it up and calculated it. Yeah, but this doesn't factor in. Oh no, it didn't update. Nope. <laughs> there it is. It would be uh, eighty-two hundred dollars a month. Okay, that sounds more like yep. it. <laughs> yep. It's like forty-five hundred a month. Like what? Yeah, and that's with a three hundred or four hundred twenty thousand dollar down payment. Yeah, you definitely didn't do the math right that first time. <laughs> well, yeah, I didn't. Uh, it didn't click through on there. Okay. Well, you know, eighty-two hundred dollars a month. Anybody want to go in on me with me uh, on a mansion? Let's do it. Yeah. I kind of want to. Oh, hello, my friends. My name is Sarah X Dylan. Welcome to my world of crazy. Crazy. All right. Here are some stories that I was able to scrape together. Greg, you know what Gucci is, right? I am aware of Gucci. Because you're a fashionable man. Yes. Yes. Well, luxury brand Gucci is now selling an unusual piece of high fashion apparel. They're selling a pair of $1,400 denim overalls that are already grass stained. They're selling them for $1,400 on Gucci's website. And they're almost sold out because of course they are. They're eco-washed organic denim overalls, and they're part of their brand's grunge-inspired fall-winter men's collection. They're specifically treated for a stained-like distressed effect. They look like dirty overalls. They look like dirty farmer overalls. Well, I mean, I can make some of those if if I can sell them for that much. Who is going to buy those? Oh, a lot of ding-dongs who are just like, well, I'm going to buy my dirty Gucci overalls. That's what they sound like. Huh. Yeah, so they're already stained with dirt and grass. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And you can get those for $1,400. Grunge. They're calling it grunge? They're they're using that term? Grungy. Even though grunge, like, grunge wasn't dirty. No. Grunge was just like flannel and torn and baggy. But I mean, that's somebody who's probably does, whoever created this 
probably wasn't alive during grunge. <laughs> probably. That's my guess. They have no idea what it is. They're like, ew, they were just like dirty. <laughs> so let's like put, let's smear grass stains on it and yeah. call it grunge. Yeah. That's like, I, you see a lot of people now. I've done some interviews with some younger people and they'll wear like Nirvana shirts or Pearl Jam shirts. Oh, it's always so have no idea who they are. I know, it's so they awkward. They can't even name a song. It is super awkward when you see yeah. it. Like, if you're out there right now, just to let you know, you know, and and we have listeners of all ages. If you're wearing a shirt of a band and you don't even know a song by the band, don't wear that shirt. At least no one song. You have to at have least a no one. You have to have a go to. But if you're yeah, if you're wearing it and you don't even know a song by that band, just don't don't wear that shirt. I think that's good universal advice, no matter how old or young you are. Oh, absolutely. That's that's solid advice. Don't don't wear that shirt if you don't know who the band is. The most awkward uh, conversation I think I had, well, you know, not the most, but one of them was when I was wearing my uh, Citizen Dick shirt, which is mm-hmm. a fictional band from uh, Cameron Crowe's movie Singles, which mm-hmm. was set in Seattle in like the nineties. Uh, when somebody when I was bartending and somebody came up and there's like, oh hey, I remember that band. They were great. And it's a band starring Matt Dillon. It's a fictional movie band. It was oh. so awkward. What'd you say? I didn't say, I was like, oh, yeah. Like, I didn't want to point it out because it was so uncomfortable. Maybe they were testing you. No, they were, like, serious. I know. And I didn't want to make them feel weird, so I was just like, oh, yeah. Yeah. And then just, like, moved away. (laughs) Okay, next up in exciting stories for 500. An Illinois man has kept Richard Nixon's unfinished sandwich in his freezer for 60 years. (laughs) Gross. (laughs) An Illinois man is celebrating his the, the 60th birthday of his most unusual keepsake, a half-eaten sandwich that he has kept frozen since it was eaten by Richard Nixon in 1960. So Steve Jenny of Sullivan, Illinois, said he was a Boy Scout when Nixon visited the town of Sullivan during a September 22, 1960 campaign stop. The future president attended a cookout and ate half of a buffalo chicken sandwich... With, which Jenny then took home to keep in his freezer. Yeah. Jenny said, I looked around and I thought, well, if no one else is going to take it, I'm going to take it, Jenny said. Uh, well, the sandwich has brought him notoriety over the years. He actually was on The Tonight Show in 1988 with Johnny Carson. Did he bring the sandwich with he him? He brought the sandwich with him. <laughs> Yeah, so uh, he also said the appearance from going on with Johnny Carson. Um, he got a half-eaten snack from Johnny Carson as well that now he also keeps. <laughs> as well as a paper plate signed by Steve Martin. <laughs> That's so <laughs> random. Uh, his oh, yeah, there it is. There's the sandwich. His collection also now includes unfinished foods from entertainers Tiny Tim. Oh, my God, Tiny Tim. Tiny Tim. And Henny Youngman. However, Jenny says that the... Nixon sandwich remains the crown jewel of his collection. Jenny says... Tiny Tim, though? Tiny Tim. Jenny says, As long as I am living, that sandwich will be stored in my freezer in a container that is labeled Save. Don't throw away. That is just a bizarre thing, although I kind of respect it. However, now I'm remembering Tiny Tim. What a strange person Tiny Tim was. Oh, yeah. I'm going to go down a Tiny Tim Wikipedia hole. You're going to go point. down a Tiny Tim hole, aren't you? Yeah, I'm definitely going to go down a Tiny Tim hole. Yes. What was his deal? All I remember is tiptoe through the tulips. And he had like the weird nose. The and he was like, yeah. Yeah, with the big hair and like a little ukulele. Tiny Tim. What was Tiny Tim's deal? 
I don't know. Just being weird? Yeah. Yeah, Tiny Tim was was strange. Was very strange. I wonder, like, was it just music? Was Tiny Tim just a musician? Yeah, what else just, did Tiny yeah, like Tim do? Yeah, like the weird little voice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, he died a long time ago. Yeah. Dang. 96. Hmm. All right. And What's fine. the deal with Tiny Tim? What's the deal with Tiny Tim? All right. I have a final story out of Yakima, Washington. A man from Yakima, Washington, is under arrest and facing a dozen serious drug and identity theft charges after what began with a bicycle missing a light. Uh-oh. This happened in... Yeah, have you been to Yakima? Yeah, it's been a while, though. I'm aware. It's not great. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, police say that Saturday evening, an officer noticed a man without a light on his bicycle. The officer then decided to stop the man to talk about the importance of having a light on his bicycle on a dark roadway. After the officer turned on his emergency lights, police say the man didn't pull over and instead tried to ride away, making multiple turns and pedaling the bike extremely fast. They also, uh, all right, let's see. So Vesker said they tracked down the owner. What is, this is really weirdly written. Or it's my brain. No, they put a bunch of information in the middle of the story that doesn't apply until the end of the story. I'm confused. Me too. The police say the man, after he sped away, ditched his bicycle, threw his backpack on the ground, and began running down a driveway. The man tripped while trying to jump a three-foot fence. The officer said he'd use his taser if he kept running. At that point, the officer said the man put his hands up, exclaiming, I just need to poop. While Samuel Rojas was arrested. (laughs) It doesn't say if he was ever able to use the bathroom. However, they found a lot of stuff on him. He had three different cell phones, brass knuckles, a pill cutter, $240 in uh, fake money, a hundred blue oxycodone pills. Wow. uh, Fentanyl. Jesus. uh, Two pipes, a scale, numerous knives, and also fake checks. How did he had all this in his pockets? (laughs) I guess so. Man, that's a lot in your pockets. He had to be wearing like that's like multiple, multiple wearing, felonies. Think, like Jen- so many felonies. Jenkos? Is that what they were called? I don't know. Counterfeit money and pills Didn't and those pill have like the pockets and... all the way down to like the back of your knees? Well, Jenkos were like big and baggy. I don't know how many pockets they no, had. No, they had like the super long back pockets. Oh. So you can put all your weed in there? Yeah. Huh. So we say he's, yeah, so he's facing four charges of possession with t- intent to deliver, d- possession of drug paraphernalia, five counts possession of stolen property, and two counts of identity theft. Wow. So he's going to jail for Yeah. Him. But he just had to use the bathroom. He should have just gone before he decided to I just to had to poop. <laughs> that's what I could find. That's, that's, you're Walter crazy. Crazy. Larry Armchuck, heir to the Armchuck fortune. I am so excited. Yeah, I am too. Yeah. Um, oh, man. I mean, right, seriously, so this is the ticket fancy. to high society. Okay, I have to look... Do I have to look fancy or do I have to look aloof? Fancily aloof? I'll wear a sport coat. Are you going to wear chinos? Uh, I feel like rich people wear chinos. Really? I'm trying to remember exactly what chinos are. They're Those like, just like khaki slacks. pants, aren't they? Yeah. I don't. I do have some khaki pants. Do I have to wear khaki? I mean, because they're like looser on the top. Do I wear khaki Aren't and chinos like a, like super like airy on the top? Like, hey, I have room to move. I don't. I have room to put money in my wallet because I have so much money. I thought chinos were just like you know khaki slacks. Do they have pleats? 
I'm looking right now. I feel like they have pleats. Uh, chinos. I don't know if chinos have pleats. Maybe they don't. Maybe they're the ones without the pleats. Um, yeah, it doesn't appear that they have pleats. Okay. Okay. Or I can put on my suit. I do have a suit. Please I got the full suit, suit that I just got uh, end of last year. Please wear a suit. Yes, hello. And I love the, the fancy shoes for it and everything. I get the full, oh I get the full outfit. Because, you know, it's like a multi-million dollar house, so they're going to have cameras. So you need to look the part. I've got to go to the dentist first, though. I don't really want to go to the dentist in a suit. Well, why not? I don't know. That seems weird. Who goes to the dentist in a full suit? I mean, people wear suits every day. Did they go to the dentist? When? I mean, if you're like a, you're a businessman. Hello, yes, I'm a very busy businessman. Hello, I'm a businessman. I'm wearing my suit. I don't have time to change out of my suit before do I go. Do you see? I am so busy. I do not have time. I do not have casual wear. I, I am a businessman. Yeah. I mean, I could try that. I mean, it's the middle of the day, and it's a Wednesday. Why would you not be wearing I a suit? I suppose I could go to the dentist in a suit. It just feels odd. Something feels strange about it. Why? I don't know. Well, we're just not used to 